Hey, welcome to Youth Factor. I'm your host, Jared Elrod, and hey, it's another late night walk episode. So I know you're probably not, well, I know you're not listening to these the same night I put them out because, uh, well, it's just unlikely. Um, anyways, so yeah, it's another late night walk episode. I hope you've been enjoying this series. I know they're a little more casual, a little more random because rather than, you know, sitting down, with show notes and scriptures and going over stuff. It's just something that I am, that's just on my heart that I'm talking about. And I'm having to uh, paraphrase and reference a bunch of stuff without as many quotations and whatnot. So, and yeah, so I've been loving these. I'm planning on keeping them going. I hope you guys are enjoying them. Uh, early feedback is that you guys are. So let's jump into today's episode. Um, okay. So, my wife and I are watching a movie, a scary movie, and we're about 20-something minutes into it, and and then we stopped it because she reminded me that I needed to go for my, my walk, and I was like, oh yeah, it was like 9 o'clock, and I was like, yeah, I need to go. So, we stopped it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. It's always never great to stop a movie, like, partway through, but then we're like, wait, this is a scary movie? You get partway through it and you stop it? That's kind of weird, too. Uh, kind of kills the, the mood a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about a little bit. Now, I'm not going to tell you the name of it because I haven't finished it yet. And I don't know if anything like super crazy or inappropriate is going to happen. So I don't actually want to say the name of it just in case. I don't want you to be like, well, I sure watched it. I'm going to watch it. But we'll give you a hint. Um, if you, if you really want to know, I'll give you a hint. And it is based on a book series by R.L. Stein. So what is kind of cool about it and what draw, drew, me into it so like first off i'll say i i could take or leave scary movies like i i never seek them out to watch them i only ever watch scary movies if i'm with like a group of people and they're like hey let's watch a movie let's watch a scary one i'm like okay cool i mean i draw the line at like hostile like saw that kind of stuff right i have brandy and our opposites my wife and our opposites so her theory is like, she likes to watch slashers. She doesn't like to watch any kind of spiritual or demonic or any of that kind of stuff because, you know, it's scary, right? And she feels like, oh, it's going to, like, you could open us up to something. I don't want anything to come in my house because we watched a movie with something. Now, to a certain extent, like, okay, I can agree. Like, I don't, I don't like, like, seances, Ouija board scenes certain things like that where they're actually doing ritualistic type stuff and i'm down with that i'm like nope we don't need that i don't need them chanting whatever that is in my house that part i agree with but in general when it comes to like supernatural scary movies you know ghost movies paranormal type stuff that doesn't really bother me um my thought is like i'm like dude i know who i am in christ like i know i'm protected i know you know, again, you can you can go across the border. You know, this is particularly for youth students. I always have to like give both sides. I don't want you guys to give you guys license to run off and you know get you in a ditch. But uh, there's definitely a balance. But typically, I'm like, you know, I have my lines where I'm like, okay, I don't want too much stuff. But at the same time, I'm not re- I'm not scared. Like, I'm not worried because like the demon rolled up in my house. First off, guys, guys, come on, Let's, some real talk here for a minute, okay? You ready for some real talk? You probably already have demons in your house, okay? Not trying to scare you, but like, it's kind of their job is to harass you and cause you to like, 
you know, doubt your faith and, and struggle in your faith. So again, you know, relax. It's all good. It's all good, right? God's got this. Holy Spirit's there. We're good. We know we are uh, who we are in Christ, you know, like, now. Yeah. so, okay, I don't want to get off on this whole demonology thing, but my thing is, like, if a demon rolled up in my house, or I guess in this sense, really manifested itself and tried to do something, like, I feel confident in, like, my positional authority through Christ to know what to do. Now, again, if a demon, like, started manifesting what I, like, yeah, I'll probably get some goosebumps up, probably whatever, but, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll up my sleeves and get the business. I, you know, it doesn't, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. If it did, I'm not, like, sitting there in the middle of the night worried about plates flying around my house because I watched some scary movie. Now, slasher films, on the other hand, that stuff scares me <laughs> because people messed up, okay? Right? Like, I'm not worried about some demon coming to my house and, like, doing something. Like, you know, oh, they're chilling. They see a movie. Oh, they get an idea. They want to start starting something. Um, that's not my concern. Crazy people, that does concern me. <laughs> so, like, I do not like to watch humans torturing other humans. Like, I don't understand the appeal to it. Like, I don't understand why... That's so interesting. Like, okay, fine. I understand, like, Westerns, cop movies, you know, war movies even. I understand that there's conflict in the world. But I don't understand, like, the whole why we need to sit back and watch some crazy dude carve up other people. And we consider that our entertainment. That's not my cup of tea. And that does kind of freak me out. That does, like, you know, make me wake up in the middle of the night and be like, is that Michael Myers standing in my living room? What? Is that Jason? What? See, Freddy? Freddy don't bother me, right? I fall asleep, I wake up in a, in a nightmare world and Freddy's like messing with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with Freddy back, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Mr. Kruger over there uh, start crying. But, you know, Jason, I don't wanna mess with that dude. Michael Myers? I'm not as worried about Michael Myers. That dude's slow. You guys ever watch that? Like, that dude walks like grandma. All you gotta do, here's, here's a piece of advice. If you ever find yourself in a Halloween movie, all you have to do is find a car. Do you remember when you were a kid and you played tag and the person with it was chasing you and they'd cut you off from base so you couldn't get to base or you felt like they were catching up to you and you weren't going to get to base before they tagged you? So you got on the other side of a car and you were basically safe, right? Because as soon as they started to go one way, you went the other, right? And you'd wait until a friend distracted them and you'd run out and you'd go get base. That's all you got to do with Michael. That's all you got to do, folks. He's not as scary. Anyways, seven minutes in here to talking about scary movies. I must be enjoying the uh, relatively low humidity on my walk tonight. So let's jump back into this. So we're watching this movie, and it is, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like a cross between both of them, actually. Um, but what I like about it is it's... it's it's a trilogy, I'm assuming. I don't know if it counts as a trilogy, because I don't know if a trilogy has to be the same three movies about the same exact thing and this these movies it's about a town and they're in different time periods so like part one is in 94 which hello 94 yes hit the floor in 94 like i literally remember listening to my dad preach that sermon hit the floor in 94 um in church on new year's sunday like, I remember exactly where I was in 94, what I was doing, listening to my dad preach, 
Like, that's a year I remember. And so it comes on, and it's 94. Everything looks familiar. It's in a mall. Things look the way they should in my memory, right? Like, the music is all familiar. Like, I know all the songs. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is what old people feel like when they're watching a movie from, like, the 70s. And it's, like, classic rock bands. I get it. I get it, right? So I'm watching this, and I'm, like, digging it. And the others I'm not, I'm not as excited about. One's in, like, the 70s, and one's in, like, the 1600s or something, right? And it's the story of this town. And so I think it's kind of going to, and again, I, I've barely seen it. I've seen the opening, basically, of this movie. Um, but kind of my guess is, like, they're going to establish the story of this town in 94. I think they picked 94, one, because that's probably when the books were written, and two, because... That's like the classic slasher. So I think the first one's going to be like a classic slasher. We already have basically like a Scream copycat type scenario. It's very Scream, the movie Scream-esque. Um, and then it's going to be the 70s, which I'm pretty sure they've already alluded to because, you know, it's already happened as far as the story goes. So I think that's going to be like a um, like a Jason. Um, I guess it's just Jason. Uh, what's, what's that movie series with Jason? Uh... Oh, I can't think of it. Anyways, I think it's going to be like that classic 70s uh, like slasher film. And there was like a 1600s, which is supposed to tell basically like the history of this town and why all this bad stuff's happened in town. Okay, first off, as, as an ex-filmmaker, that is intriguing to me. That you're basically going to spend these three movies not to tell a particular story, but to tell like about people, but a story about a town fascinating okay um guys i promise there's gonna be something to this like i'm just i'm enjoying this walk i'm enjoying hanging out with you guys and you know i'm not running my film buddies anymore so it's like getting to talk about movies it's kind of fun um so anyways let me let me back back up okay so it's the 90s and again they're all the opening scenes you know it's showing high school in the 90s it's showing the mall it's playing the music and it has me thinking about youth group now i will say 94 i'm not that old i was a kid i would have been in kids church in 94 so um <laughs> youth group to me would have been more of like 98 to like 2003 so or somewhere in that time, time period. Um, but again, I'm hearing this stuff and it's making me think back to high school and making me think back to youth group in high school and I'm enjoying it. Right. Um, and then I have the thought, right? So we pause it. I go to Fort walk. And I'm like, am I going to record an episode tonight? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I thought about it. I don't really have anything to talk about. And it dawns on me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. Like, so I'm, I'm thinking about this movie. I'm, it was, it's got me thinking about youth group, and it has me thinking about this idea of being. Ow, I stepped on a rock. I'm walking barefoot. Um, being involved, right? And when I go back to my youth group, um, and I think about it. The thing that stands out to me is how involved I was, and how involved all of us were. And you know, there's different types of youth ministries and there's I'm gonna break them in two categories, right? There's the kind of youth ministry that revolves around the leader and there's the youth ministry that revolves around the group. So let me say the difference between these really quick. The one that revolves around the leader, you are gonna find yourselves like rallying around that. That's what you think of, right? We have this great youth pastor. We love him or her or them. And that's the thing, right? And, and some, some staples of how you're going to know, right, is when they leave. So when your youth leader leaves, 
does your group fall apart? Do you start hearing things like from students who should be going to youth and used to go to youth but aren't going now? Are you gonna hear you hearing things like, well, I was really hurt when so and so left. Oh, I was, you know, you hear parents say things like, oh yeah, little Johnny, little Johnny was really close to, let's say Jeremy, right? I have an old friend from youth named Jeremy. Uh, little Johnny was really close to Jeremy. And, you know, it really hurt him when he left. And, you know, that's why he doesn't go to youth anymore. Okay, so that's one type. Um, I could do a whole episode on this. But um, the other type is, again, what I'm going to consider the group, right? They associate with the group. That was what I grew up in. We were not a youth ministry because of our youth pastor. Um, my dad was a youth pastor. Well, it depends. There's different times. But, like, when I'm thinking of, like, Calvary Assembly of God in Merced, California. My dad was our youth pastor, and then he wasn't. And guess what? We were still a youth group. And then we didn't have a youth pastor for a while. Okay, and that was awkward. And then we had some really bad youth pastors. And then we had some decent youth pastors. And then we had some really good youth pastors. And then eventually I became the youth pastor, me and Brandy. So that was kind of cool. Hopefully we were good. And the group never fell apart. No one stopped coming because my dad stopped being a youth pastor. No one. Not a single person. Not that I can remember. Right? Like, if Brandy, if you're listening to this, can you think of anyone? I can't. No one stopped. No one said, oh, Pastor Elrod, or Pastor Jerry. We didn't really call him that back then. Like, we didn't say Pastor. It was, it was, I don't know what they called him, actually. He was my dad. I just called him dad. Um, no one was upset. I mean, people were upset that he left, but no one left. Like, no one questioned their faith. No one, like, our identity was built in the group. And, well, I mean, Christ, you know, is the best case, hopefully. But, like, as far as that group goes, like, our youth ministry experience wasn't based around my dad, right? And so he left. Another person came in. And I'm just going to say she was bad, right? I'm not going to mince words here. She was bad. Um, she didn't even show up half the time. That's pretty bad, right? Um, like people look at me and they're like, "Oh, you shouldn't talk that way." I'm like, "Okay, we, she would have hour-long prayer meetings and show up 45 minutes late. How do you do that?" Anyways, so I'm <laughs> not just jumping this forever. Um, the group did kind of go down a little bit, but again, that had less to do with the fact of um, that was just because there wasn't much going on, right? Um, so then we got some other. Anyways, you know, went up and down a little bit, but mostly like we were that same core group. Like I can literally sit here and name probably everyone. Like I'll just name some. Carlos, okay, right? Carlos, my buddy. Okay, actually he was more Brandy's friend than, than mine. But um, Carlos is the whole reason I was actually in the youth group. Well, that and the fact that my parents would have beat me up to death if I didn't go. But you know, um, when I first got there, I had a bit of an attitude. That's a whole other story. Um, Carlos. We had Hoseus, we had um, Chicky. Well, she was a little older, I guess. Technically, that would have been more Brandy's era. Um, Courtney, of course, the pastor's daughter, slash Brandy's best friend, slash my best friend, slash my <clears throat> ex-girlfriend. Um, we had, she was not my girlfriend in youth. That was later. Um, and that was only for two weeks. Again, a whole other story. Uh, see, I can just literally just go through um, and name off a bunch of them. Uh, and I, I could literally say, but I want to tell a story every time I say one of their names, um, Ben Zamora, right? He's a youth pastor in like, I don't know, um, like the middle East somewhere. I don't even know where I can't think of it. 
not not a pastor, not a missionary. He's a youth pastor. Like, I don't know how you even do that. Like, he's a youth pastor in another country. That's awesome. Right? Again, I got to stop telling stories about him because um, I'll keep I'll keep telling stories about each of them. Like, I knew them all. Oh, I'll say one more. Jared. Not me. Not even spelled right. Jared Moore. We had Jared Moore and Jared Elrod. Though Jared Elrod was there first and last. Charlie. Oh, yeah. He came in later. When we were a little bit older, we were leaders. My buddy Charlie, he's a pastor now. And um, I'm a little mad at him because I applied to be his youth pastor a long time ago. And he didn't hire me. I thought that was kind of messed up. He was, the, he was the drummer when I was the media pastor. I thought we were buddies, Charlie. If you were listening to this, man, that hurt. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we were a close group is what I'm trying to say, right? We were um, this, this really close youth group. We had started there since junior high. And then Brandy and I, like I said, we went from junior high, high school, uh, Brandy was off and on. She went to two different churches because of her parents. Um, so junior high, high school. Well, Brandy was going there as kids' church. I came in like sixth grade, um, and then graduated, college, engaged, married. You know, we were assistants, our leaders, then student leaders, and then just leaders, and then assistant youth pastors, and then junior high pastors, and then assistant youth pastors again, and then interim youth pastor, and then finally full, not full time, but then the youth pastor, right? Um, We were connected. And I, I really feel like that played a huge part in our upbringing. And I, in fact, I know it did. And Brittany and I have talked about this and why a lot of people like will graduate from their faith or really struggle. Right. And we didn't have that same experience. We were really strong and we had our ups and downs for sure, but we didn't have that same like tradition, like that stereotypical, like you go and then you graduate and you just kind of fall off or, you know, you get into high school and you fall off. You get in high school and you get into a sport and you kind of fall off. We were connected pretty much everyone in our whole group. was that we had some people who came and went, but for the most part, we were super connected. And then after we became the youth pastors, that next group was the same way. And honestly, there was a, a few of those people I mentioned, like Ben and a few of them, they were actually cheeky. I mentioned they were older. They actually were the youth group before us. And a few of them were still around as like early college age when we were there. And eventually they, you know, moved off and did other things. Um, and then we were there and the group after us was still a group. And then we left and they were still a group for a long time. And I really like, I put this, like, I, I say like, well, how, how did this happen? Like, why, why was it such a strong group? It comes down to this idea that we were connected, we were involved and we were doing things and I need to go for a second. I'll come back and finish that thought. All right, back after that little commercial break. Oh, there was no commercial there, so you're welcome for no commercials. Um, okay, I'll try to wrap this up. I'm on my way home now. Uh, we we were very involved, right? So I talked a few episodes back about how church wasn't really optional. Um, now that's not because my parents just made us. I had a sister who kind of got more into the sports route and she actually kind of pulled away from church, wasn't going as much. My parents could have easily just said, no, you can't do that. You have to go to church. And that was the way I was raised for some reason. Then that changed and things got different. And, or so to me though, that was just like a rule, like my own rule and not like a, in a religious, like, oh, I have to go to church, but like you, you went to church. Like that's what you did. Like, and that was, and here's the thing, that was what my world revolved around. Like I had friends at school. But, like, I didn't have friends at school, right? Like, there was a difference. Like, I, I had – so I think the way 
just being in youth ministry now, I think it's actually the exact opposite of how it is now. I feel like now, not every youth group, but a lot of them, it can be sometimes like where it's like, you you have friends at church, but like you see them like once a week, if that, so you're not super close. And then you go to school, you see those people every day. That, those are your people, right? And so they're like your, your real friends, your true friends. For me, it was the opposite. I went to school every day. I had friends there, but they were not like my people. Um, they're just people I had to be around with. Um, I don't know if it stopped recording. I have to send a text really quick. So, no, it's still recording. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And and I, my entire identity was wrapped around that. And I remember getting asked, I can't remember the question was. We were interviewing for a church in, in Tennessee once. We didn't end up going there. Um, and they asked us something. I can't remember what it was. And I, I, yeah, I can't remember the question, but the answer was basically the fact of like, I bypassed so many temptations and so many pitfalls that most students went through um, because of my identity, right? So my identity as, as a student wasn't, I wasn't trying to be the coolest kid at school. I wasn't trying to, to completely fit in. Like, again, I didn't, I, I, I was on the swim team. I was on the water polo team. Like it, people knew me. Like I had, for, like I was well known. It wasn't like I was like some unseen, unknown, like loser in the background, right? Like I was popular. Like I knew people. I got invited to parties. I just didn't go. I could have been a much more popular if I actually got more involved in some of this stuff. But I just, I just, I didn't want to. Like I was never interested in it because my, like what I thought of was like my friends are our youth group. So we had all night parties. We had different events. We did stuff. We hung out together, right? We, after church, we'd go to Carl's Jr. You guys don't have Carl's Jr. here. I'm very sorry. Um, most of you probably know what Hardee's is. It's basically the same thing as Hardee's, just literally just a different name. And that's about it. Um, and we, we were a group, like, I think back to all the best memories and parts of like, yeah, I have some good memories from school. I definitely didn't have a bad experience. It was a good experience, but like my, my big stuff was with my youth ministry. And again, I didn't want that. Like my parents made me go to this group. It was a student who reached out to me and showed me kindness and invited me basically into the group that caused me to, I was like, I was intentionally going in. This is going to surprise some of you. I was not really. I intentionally went in with the idea uh, to be a jerk. I was like, I, I'm not going to be friends with these people. I don't want to be their friends. Um, they can't, my parents can physically make me go to this stupid little church. Cause I, we were going to a big church before. Like my youth group had over a hundred students in it. Um, on, uh, yeah. So like I, I was in a group, like my group of friends that I was with my last church was, half the size of our entire youth group at this new church. So um, it was not, we were going to like concerts and we were doing all kinds of stuff and it was awesome. And I, I did not like that my parents left that church, went to this little podunk church of like a hundred people, you know, did not like it. Um, left our mega church for this little tiny backwoods. It wasn't backwoods, it's inner city actually. It's actually a pretty dangerous neighborhood. <sighs> um, so, I was going to be jerk. This guy, Carlos, my buddy, Carlos reached out to me. He was super kind, showed me, broke down like my bears. The group just took me in and that was that. <laughs> and we were involved in ministry and that this is really the whole point of this episode. I'm, I'm trying to get to all that nonsense about scary movies and 
this and that and everything and youth groups and all that was really to say we were involved not in it, not just fun stuff so when you're thinking like oh okay he was involved in his youth group it wasn't just a ton of fun stuff because honestly all night parties and then like pool parties when we got a little bit older at some people's houses that was really that was about it like we weren't doing tons of events like my last group was like I remember going to the DC Talk concert and we went to hit all kinds of stuff. I think they had like a raft, whitewater rafting trip I didn't even go on. There's all kinds of stuff they were doing all the time. It wasn't the just the fun social stuff. In fact, when we took over as youth pastors, the pastor before us had already scheduled a trip to Santa Cruz to the boardwalk. And I remember being like, what is this? Why are we going to the boardwalk? Aren't we a church group? Like, why are we going to the boardwalk? For fun? What? Like, we, we did... We hung out, right? <laughs> it was very 90s. We hung out. So basically what you guys do on your cell phones, right? You all sit in your bedrooms on your screens and you're like messaging each other and sending emojis and and uh, memes and stuff like that. That's exactly what we did, but we did it in a building together. Like we would go to someone's house or go to some event and we'd basically do what you guys do on Snapchat or group chat, group text or something. And we'd hang out and it didn't take a lot to entertain us put a movie on, put some music on, whatever. Um, we were just friends, right? That's not what I'm talking about. We didn't have lots of huge, big fun events. What we did have is we were exposed to ministry on a continual basis, and we were given opportunities to get involved in ministry. We were never treated like we were kids that couldn't do anything and had to just like be quiet. We were given ministry opportunities we did stuff we did outreach stuff and evangelism stuff we did we put on concerts we ministered to homelesses homelesses homeless people in the park we went out on the streets and handed out water bottles and prayed for people um we did i didn't do this one of the, the groups after me they did what they called treasure hunting where they would go to the after church they'd go to the mall grab some lunch and then walk around and pray like god who should i talk to and reveal something and so like they'd they feel like god was telling them oh this girl here she has a messed up arm go pray for her arm and they're like oh excuse me miss i'm sorry um is your arm is there something wrong with your arm yeah yeah actually i broke it and the cast is off but you know it's not quite he it's not quite healed up right Oh, hey, you know, this might be weird, but um, I feel like God was saying to pray for you. Can we pray? Oh, uh, um, okay, yeah, right. We had ministry opportunities. Like, we, we went on missions trips. Um, our, our church never could get one off, like, a missions trip together and, and off the ground. So, like, but we'd go to other churches' <laughs> missions trips. We always planned them. We always fundraised. We just never actually went. We did inner city stuff, right? There was a lot of stuff that we did ministry wise we had youth services where the different youth were involved in different things and some someone got to speak and we do skits we did all kinds of like outreach conference type stuff where we do dramas and human videos and we we, we went to the rescue uh, rescue mission and students gave testimonies and, and did worship we went to san francisco and and we had um street ministry there we did some of jews for jesus and and the san francisco rescue mission right we did, we had, my point here is we had a lot of exposure to ministry and that was what made such a big difference. And so when it came to like, Hey, do you want to go over to Cindy's house for a party? Her parents are out of town. It's gonna be wild. The answer was no, I don't. Well, why not? It's gonna be fun. I'm like, mm, not my kind of fun. 
I don't really consider teen pregnancy and STDs as, as fun. Like, what? what? I, I don't think I, I might have said that. I already had a mouth on me. That's, I know that also will be a surprise for some of you. Um, so, hold on, I'm just checking my timer here to see what we got left. I got about five minutes. So I got to wrap this thing up. Um, I do remember one time in particular, my pastor had invited me to a... This is, I was a little bit older. This would have been probably, no, this would be my sophomore year, actually. Um, I remember one particular thing where my pastor had invited me to a, I got to figure out how much of this story I want to say. Um, my daughter listens to this. Uh, he invited me to like a men's retreat thing. Not a retreat, like a men's, um, that's another thing too. We had men's ministry and women's ministry. We went out and did stuff there. We went to Promise Keepers, all kinds of stuff. Um, camping trips. Anyways. So they invited me to this men's weekend. They had rented like a lodge um, up in the mountains, up by Jamestown. And uh, it was like this like eight person cabin type thing. And we went up there and had like our own little like men's thing. There was probably 12 or 15 of us. And we went up there and it was awesome. We cooked our food. We did like camping stuff. And it was great. And honestly, the reason I'm struggling to describe something, I can't remember something because I was really wrestling with something. And what it was is I also had gotten invited to, this is one of the only times I can, I can tell you, very few times was I ever tempted to like be involved in the world stuff, right? Because we had our own thing. But this particular time, I don't think I was as closely with some of the stuff and I, I remember I was being tempted earlier in the year actually this makes a lot more sense in hindsight um earlier in the year I felt like God was speaking to me and kind of showed me two paths like like the popularity path or like seeking him path and I remember like choosing that and he started showing me things there's all kinds of stuff that you know is revealing to me and I'm, things I've seen and it was all kinds it was, it was a crazy time my sophomore year was crazy um and I remember Again, none of this stuff ever mattered. Like my entire swim team or water polo team would get together for something before a big event. I wouldn't go. I would literally be the only one. Like even like the loser kid, the loner loser kid would go and sit in the corner by himself. Like I was, um, actually I think me and my buddy Mark were the only ones. But at the time this was like early, early on and he was basically a shut-in. Um, so he was he made the, the loner kid look like a social butterfly. Um, but that's a whole other story. Um, so there was this one thing though I got invited to, and I'm not going to go into much detail. And I just remember like being tempted that whole weekend. Now here's the thing I'm gonna tell you right now, being tempted is not a sin, right? So you give into the sin and I was battling this and again, I was young, so I didn't know how now this wouldn't be nearly as hard now. Cause I'd just be like, shut up devil. Right. And then like 15 minutes later, and when it came back to me, I'd be like, shut up, devil. But, you know, 20 minutes later, it comes back. I'd be like, no, seriously, shut up, devil. And I'd start quoting scripture. Right. And I, now I have the tools of what to do and, and what to say and, and how to respond. But at the time I didn't. So I just had to sit there and just listen to this. And all weekend I was I was feeling mixed emotions because I'm hearing this men's thing. My pastor invited me. I was the only like youth guy. He took me with him. I was in his room. I was like, um, I wasn't really like his helper or anything, but I, I rode up with him. We were hanging out. This by the way is the dad of 
the girl, Courtney, I was talking about that I did it actually at one point dating for a while. Um, we were be like best friends, and uh, but I had like mad crush on her multiple times. Probably not right right then. Probably not during this point. Um, and I remember, like I, again, I, I can barely remember. I have this amazing memory, but I can hardly remember this weekend. I can only think of a of a handful of distinctive things because I was I was battling this in this temptation this whole time. And what it came down to is like, I had to just remind myself, I'm like, why Jared? Like, why is this bothering you so much? Like, that is not you. Like, even if you didn't go to this thing, I, I had it in my head, like, oh man, they're going to go to this other thing. And I'm stuck up here in the mountains with a bunch of these, a bunch of old guys. And, uh, oh man, what am I thinking? Like, what? I'm missing out. And I remember thinking like, why are you getting so hung up on this? Why is this bothering you so much? You wouldn't even go to this thing even if you were home and available. This is not your scene. Like, this is not who you are. Why is this bothering you so much? And I remember just beginning to remind myself, like, you're set apart. Like, you're a Christian. You're different. You you wouldn't be going to this event even if you weren't there. You're here because of this. You're here because of this. God's got a plan for you. And I remember, like, finally kind of snapping myself out of it but by, by reminding myself and and so i say all this to say youth is important your involvement is important right you can't just come willy-nilly <laughs> it's probably an old expression you can't just come sometimes kind of when you feel like it you're not going to get the right benefit if if youth if you like if you can think to yourself well i don't really have any friends there that's why i don't go more Go and make friends, right? That's how you made friends at school. Well, you think you just walked in freshman year as like Miss Popular and everyone's like, hey, I want to be your friend. You're so cool. You're so pretty. I want to be your friend. No, you made friends. And if it wasn't in high school, then it was back in middle school and you guys all you guys all got to know each other. You went to the awkward phase. And all right, my alarm went off and um, that's why it stopped. So I'm back, right? You, you already went through it. It's, it's like it's like uh, Gary V says for business stuff, right? Where people are like, oh, Gary, but I don't know how to do social media. I don't know how to use Snapchat for my business. And he's like, you also didn't know how to drive, but you figure that out. Go figure it out, right? So it's like the same thing. You're like, oh, but Jared, I don't have any friends at youth group. Go to youth group and make some. You're not going to make friends coming once every nine weeks, right? That's always going to be the case. You're never going to make friends. Go to youth group and don't just go get involved, right? So come on Thursday or Wednesday or Sunday, whenever your youth group is. Ours is Thursdays. Come on Thursdays. Be involved in the service, right? Go to the other events. We got stuff at the time of this recording. We got um, uh, water safari coming up and we've got a game night at the church. We've got a bunch of stuff coming up over the summer. Go to these things, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah, lots of things are uncomfortable, but they also get you closer to like a better life, right? Like anything new is uncomfortable, but you got to go through it to get to the good stuff. It's uncomfortable to read the Bible, not understanding a word that it says, and having to learn and study and, and pray. And, oh, okay, now I'm starting to understand. Okay. Everything good is uncomfortable when you start it. I remember I was working with a buddy of mine. His name was Mike Doyle. And he was helping me with some fitness stuff. And he he's like, all right, he had me try some Brussels sprouts. or No, it wasn't Brussels sprouts. Um, it, was, it was something else. And he was like, so how was it? I was like, it tasted kind of weird. He's like... Healthy food tastes weird. And 
and then you get used to it and then you start to like it. It's like, you just do it <laughs> like, Oh, okay. I guess that kind of makes sense. I just, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> so it's the same thing guys. And don't get involved in stuff and then get involved, like volunteer. Right. And this is kind of like my main point here. Volunteer. Don't just go and hang out and play the, all the fun game stuff. That's great. Also volunteer. I told you it wasn't that my youth group was going to the water slides and going to all these events all the time. We didn't go to camp. We didn't do fine arts. All we did is youth convention. It wasn't like we did a bunch of big district stuff or a bunch of big fun stuff. It was those ministry opportunities. So get involved, right? Right now, the easiest thing for you know you guys and youth to get involved in is either going to be the media team or helping in kids ministry. Um, some of you guys are also doing uh, greeter stuff, right? Some of you like who aren't shy um, are a part of that first impressions team. Get involved in stuff. Actually show up. So step one, actually show up. Get your butt in the seat. Step two, get involved in stuff. You hear about things going on other than just the, your, your midweek service. Show up to those things. Make friends. Step three, go beyond that. Get involved in ministry. That literally changed my life and Brandy's life. Like we can look back and we can like follow the trajectory of where God, because we were involved and we were doing like stuff with our church where God used that to steer us clear of all, or not all, but a lot of the landmines that some of our friends who weren't involved in church or didn't go as much had to go through and some of the pain and stuff that we avoided that they didn't. So I got to get home. I'm over my 45 minutes for my walk and I still have a little bit to get home. So I'm going to wrap up with that. But guys, let that be an encouragement to you. Let that be, just just take those words and really think about it and really pray about it and, and begin to just imagine how would your life be different if you were involved, right? Or maybe you're sitting here going, yeah, I am involved all the time. I don't know, maybe it's beneficial to think about like how your life would be different if you weren't involved and you're like, oh my gosh, my life would be messed up. Yeah, I know. Join the club. That's what Brady and I go, oh, look at how this helped us in so many ways. But if you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you kind of come to youth ministry, stop. Don't stop coming. Stop kind of coming. Get involved. Get all in. Just do it. Give it some time, right? Give it some time. I challenge you. We do the take three challenge at church. Um, I want to challenge you. Come 100% involved all summer and see the difference it makes and see how different it is. And then keep coming and come all school year. And at the end of that, compare your life where it is then to where it was before. And then if you can honestly say that your life is not better for that time, then by all means, stop coming. You can even tell your parents, well, Pastor Jared said, I don't, I don't need to come anymore. Now, they're probably still going to tell you. They're going to smack you and say, no, come anyways. But I'm, I'm saying, like, the reason I say it is not going to happen, right? Like if you said, hey, I'm going, to, I'm going to climb up to the top of my house, and I'm going to throw a 100-pound rock off the, my roof. And if it falls and hits the ground, um, I'm going to go to church. And if it doesn't, and it floats or flies up into, up into space and lands on the moon, then I don't have to go to church anymore. Okay, fine. Yes, I'll take that bet. Right. So I know just as sure as I know that that hundred pound rock is going to be grabbed by gravity is going to fall to the ground. I know that if you, you come all summer, all in, then come all school year, all in, you're going to have a different life, a much better life. Like seriously. 
I don't, I don't understand why people do stuff like that. I'm like sitting here. He doesn't know I'm recording a podcast, but he, you know, looks like I'm on, looks like I'm on a cell phone, and he's just got a honk like that. That's the enemy trying to stop you from hearing this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. That's the way. That's the way people talked when I was a kid. They're like, "That's the enemy. He doesn't want you to get this message. He wants to stop. Don't let it." But, um, but hey, I'm reminiscing here, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about some old school, my, my olden days in, in church. Okay, I am gonna wrap this up for real now. Um, that did throw me a little bit and get me kind of distracted. But I'm gonna wrap this up. I love you guys. Keep listening. Keep getting involved. Have a blessed day. I'll see you back tomorrow. Anyway, so that was wrapping up. I stopped. I was like letting the episode process. I was listening back a preview and it dawned on me. I think I know why he honked at me. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with him being a jerk. Um, I'm wearing my new Power Ranger shirt. And every time I wear this shirt, like someone says something to me about it and tells me how much they like it or how cool it is. So um, let that car pass. Pretty sure he gave me a little double tap on the horn because he uh, liked my shirt and not because he's a jerk. And probably definitely not because it's, you know, Satan trying to snatch that word from you. All right. <laughs> Good night, guys.